So you're saying there's a chance. The Flames' playoff hopes are hanging by a thread. Literally. Dylan and Chris are going to break it down. Armchair GM Podcast brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. Well, everybody, I uh, apologize for the uh, delay in between shows. I had uh, a bit of a bout with, uh, with some health issues. Uh, we're we're uh, raring to go, getting uh, into the last couple of weeks of the regular season. It's going to be exciting. I sure hope that the uh, Flames can either make the playoffs or drop way down in the standings. I don't care which one at this point, to be honest with you. <laughs> I'm kind of in the same boat. It's like, obviously playoffs are exciting and anything can happen. Like I I don't see the team going that far in the playoffs, but it's would still be nice to make the playoffs, you know, two years in a row. Yeah. I'm just not, it just, it seems like we're going to be that like 17th spot team or like 18th spot where, where we, don't have a good um, draft pick and we don't have, you know, any playoff dates. And it's just going to be that same old flames thing where you pick up somebody, you know, in the draft, who's going to help you five years down the road when, yeah, uh, you know, but the... and Huberto are way past their primes. And <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. The that's, you know, that's the flames mantra been doing it forever, you know, if we're either 11th or 7th, right? Yeah. You know, minus, you know, one or two years where we've been, you know, tops of the of the division, you know, which which was fun and all, but it it meant nothing. We did nothing with it. So it's, yeah. you know, second round, second round. Okay. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks. I know Daryl wants to win. I know the players want to win. Um, I think the fan base is almost split in half <laughs> seems pretty divided yeah yeah i mean if they can if they can make it into the playoffs great you know let's have fun watching it it'll be a good time but if they lose I, out I by never... a point or two that's going to be rather frustrating i think yeah like I, I never dislike making the playoffs and i think a lot of people think that those of us who are you know kind of want a better draft pick like that we don't want the team to win we we do want the team to win just the the highest or, or the best way of of the flames winning in the next three four years is to get you know a, a decent draft pick or two and and yeah keep that salary down and and have some young excitement like look at what Pelche is doing for the team right like and that's just one one kid and he's really really been keeping Mer- Morale, not at rock bottom. <laughs> yeah, no, he's he's been a he's been a pleasant surprise. I honestly didn't think he would be this impactful. Um, you know, yeah. he's not putting a ton of points up, but he's. I mean, you can't you can't discount his heart and his drive every game. He's doing stuff away from the puck that is really impressive. Um, his 
his presence on the bench is very noticeable. You know, he's, he's super upbeat. He's excited to be there. Same with, you know, I, I really have been impressed with uh, Walker Dewar as well. Me too. Uh, you know, I don't think he's ever going to be a, you know, a top six guy, but I tell you what, I mean, his, his passion and, and his drive and his, and his, his forecheck and, and whatnot has just been really, really refreshing to see because we, we have players that typically have played in that in that way, but they've been pretty much invisible for a, a large chunk of the season. So it's nice to see some of the young guys come up and really have yeah. that drive. Like Brett Ritchie was was doing that very well in the first, I want to say, 10 games of the season, if that. Mm-hmm. And then I think he got hurt, and then he just came back and dropped right off. Yeah, And I've heard this comparison a lot. Dewar is kind of like a slightly more offensive uh, up, upside and faster and younger Richie. That's all he is. Sure. Right. Like, and and that's like, there's nothing wrong with that. It's, no, there's, there's four lines on every team, right? I mean, th- yeah. those players are needed. <clears throat> yeah. So yeah, no, I, it's, it's been fun watching those two. Um, you know, I, I would, I was hoping to see at least one more call up like Azari or, or, uh, you know, probably Zari would be my, my next guy, but you know, really aside from the obvious, who do we take out of the, out of the lineup? I know you and I would likely pick the same number 88, but. Well, yeah, but he's not going to be scratched, which is dumb because, you know, He's, I wouldn't call him a liability. He's, I don't know. He it's is. just frustrating watching him get manhandled all the time and all the time give give the puck up and people and like then people read advanced stats and don't realize that like his his stats his advanced stats are good because of the two guys he plays with. It has mm-hmm. very little to do with him, right. <clears throat> Well, that's right. He's he's been the product of of two pairings on two different lines of of two guys that gel well together. You know, we had you know Cadre Dubé and Dubé. And they were doing really well to start the season off, and I mean Coleman and Backlund. I mean, they're 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 two absolute work workhorses that are very key to any success that the Flames are going to have at this point. You know, Absolutely, like that's that's they're they're the style of play. Backlund has been probably, I'm going to say, one of the best two forwards consistently all season. Yeah, him and Toffoli have definitely been the two guys who have kind of carried the team <laughs> as far as up front is concerned. Yeah, uh, all season. Yeah, that's right. And and as you mentioned uh, earlier, that uh, you're worried about a draft pick, you know, middle of the pack draft pick that's going to be potentially impactful or, or ready to make the lineup in three, four or five years where, you know, potentially uh, Huberdeau and Cadre's careers are going to be on the decline. I'm more worried about wasting guys like Toffoli at this time. I, I had no, I, I had no idea that he still had this kind of, of offense left in him. Like he's been, well, he's been, how old really is he? Refreshing. Isn't he only 30? Like 33 or something? Like that? I don't think so. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, Toffoli is he is who he is. He's a sniper and he's uh he's 30. Um but he he's a sniper and he's you know he's put away 26 this year. Uh he actually has more assists than goals, which is surprising to me. Yeah. But um you know, he's he's done really well this year and and I'm I'm happy with him, but I was um at the deadline, I was ready to trade him because not because I don't like him. I do like him. But in 2024, we have so many expiring contracts. Yeah. And like, no offense to Toffoli, but Lindholm is younger and more um, important to the future of the franchise, in my opinion. Yep. Um, and, and there's a couple other guys, um, you know, like Zadarov's coming off, uh, you know, could have moved him. I was kind of upset with how the, the deadline was dealt with because we have so many guys coming off in a year and the prices that teams were paying for players with term were ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yep. I, I felt like it was just poor asset management to not, especially at that time when the team hadn't just rattled off two straight wins, which is yeah. wow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I I agree with you a hundred percent. I mean, the, the, the way the team has played since the all-star break would suggest to me, if I was a GM that they're simply not ready and it's time to start managing assets, right? How many times have we had, you know, middle six guys uh, just walk at free agency, let alone, you know, our, our two big guys last year. Like, it's just piss poor asset management mm-hmm. has been has plagued this team for so many years. So many years, right? Absolutely. Oh, oh excuse me. Sorry. Oh, did you get it? I did. Good. Um, now, you, you look at the history, right? I mean, they look, look, look what they did with, Jerome McGinley, right? Just hanging on to him, hanging on to him till the bitter end, and then we got absolutely nothing for him. You know, Mark I mean, Giordano, our, yeah, TJ Brody, captain, right? <clears throat> yeah, so many, so many players over the years. Travis like, Hamanick, even who we spent a fucking ton on. Like, you gotta, you gotta, and I know it's hard for some people to to grasp because they are human beings, but they're also assets to the team. They are, and 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 you know the, the player clearly has no qualms about just walking away either. So to get that emotionally attached to a single player to me just doesn't make sense. No, you know it's a business for the team, and it's also a business for the player. You know they have yeah. every right to go out and, and make as much as they can, and so it you know the the price tag doesn't always fit with what the team's doing or what they have left. It, it's it's just the way it is. But yeah. if you can get something reasonable for them when when there's likely no chance that there's going to be a signing, like you have to do it. Yeah. Like you, you just have to. Yeah. Roger, you're and like, simply not a good manager. No, I, I totally agree. Um I did want to mention too that you, you were talking a little bit about maybe bringing up sorry. Um I would like to see that too. Um, I feel like it probably won't happen until mm-hmm. two th- two things happen. 
either the flames are completely out of it, or sorry, both the the flames are completely out of it, and the Wranglers have locked the spot up. Right. Once those two things happen, I could see Zari coming up and being chucked on on some line somewhere for for a couple games. Yeah. Um. Because I, and I'm not one of these like. To a point, I am, I guess, that, you know, give the kids a shot. And, like, yeah, we do need to give the kids a shot. But I think for him, it's it's less that he's not been given a fair shot because this is, this is his first full professional season. He got yeah. hurt at the beginning of last year and missed a bunch of time blocking a shot in the preseason. Um, and it took him all year last year to really get up there um in in his play mm-hmm. get back up in his play and this year he's been fairly light so but i i think his i just think his play this year deserves a couple games in the NHL it it does yeah. not like full time call up or anything he just deserves that reward yep i agree for how he's done yep i agree it, it he deserves the reward and the team needs to know what they have in the player at, at this level right we all know it's a completely different level than the a um yeah and and i want to see how it translates yeah i want to see how he is you know going in, in the corners against you know bigger bigger men more talented men and uh you know i, I want to see what he has in him yeah He's got 49 points in 57 games this year. Yeah, which is which is good, right? I mean, like the top guys in the in the AHL normally have considerably more than that. Um yeah. but you know, he's he's not necessarily one of those flashy scorers either, right? Like he's more of a grinder um uh, type type forward. <laughs> Yeah, he. I think, like, I don't think he's gonna come to the NHL and be uh, fucking Austin Matthews or anything like that, right? I, I, I think his his ceiling is more. I think a more talented Dubé. I was gonna say a more offensive, like a slightly more offensive upside backland. That's high praise, as far as I'm concerned. That's. Mm. I mean, if 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 he. Turns into that player, <laughs> fuck yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, that excites me, right? Yeah, like like a like a middle six, mm-hmm. you know, from the split time between the second and third lines most most years type type of guy. Yep, yeah, yep. that's that's kind of where I've got him pegged. But also, that's uh, no, it's probably too soon to just say where he's going to be because who knows? Yeah, and one one guy that I'm actually fairly upset that we let go of um at, at this deadline uh being Sahorna. I actually had uh I I had some high higher hopes for him. I did too and I'll be honest I can't even remember what the fuck did we get for him. Oh Dryden Hunt. Yeah. Um so I remember I was listening on 960 to the their trade deadline show or whatever. And they had said that we got Dryden Hunt. And I was like, oh yeah, that's you know, 
bolster the the Wranglers for the playoffs type of thing. That's fine, whatever. I don't really care. Yeah. And then um, it was like five minutes in between before they realized what the return was. And I heard Zahorna's name and I, I actually like, I yelled, I swore. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Why? Yeah. Why? Like, like yep. he's not even getting a chance. Like people are saying, oh, we're just swapping AHL players. So Horner's not an AHL player. He's an NHLer. He's ready for the NHL and should have been uh, part of this club. I, for I think most of the, for most, most of the season. Yeah. That's right. He he's, he shows more more drive and heart than what uh, what Adam has shown. You know, since he was dropped off the first line. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. it's very frustrating to me. To me, that's just piss poor. I mean, we we pretty much stole him from. Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh, right? Claiming claiming them on off waivers. Mm-hmm. And and then we just do that. Like it just it blew me away. It blew me away. I, I me too. Like and like I wasn't ever like watching him when he was when he did play a few games there. I wasn't ever <laughs> like, oh this guy is the be all end all. You know, like he, he's he's not. He's a perfectly serviceable fourth liner with a little bit of upside and man, he's a big man and he is fast. He's big. He is he's fast, fast for a he's, big man. He's responsible with the puck. He's a, he's responsible away from the puck in his own zone. Like there, there, there was plenty of upside to. to there must've been game. something that the team saw that none of, none of the rest of us saw that's negative because even in our group chat, like a lot of people, a lot of the guys were saying, like, he's good. Like he's, I don't know. There's no reason to, to, to swap him for an AHL player. I, I think. Yeah, exactly. Especially with no, there was no picks involved in that, right? Just player for player. I believe so. Like that just it just makes no sense to me. See, I thought when they when they said Dryden Hunt's name, I thought that it was just going to be Dryden Hunt for like a fourth or something like that. And I was like, sure, perfectly fine with that. Yeah. But uh, I think Zahorn is yeah, better think, and higher upside than Hunt. Yeah, we, we paid <clears throat> we paid too much in, in that. Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hands with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Opt in and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game, and if it doesn't hit, you'll get a free bet back. Download the app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, with code THPN. Minimum age, some restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. See show notes for details. Talk about the other trade. 
Yeah. I mean, I mean the brother for brother thing, whatever. Um, I would cool re- trivia question and not much else. That's pretty much as far as yeah. it went. Um, you know, he comes in, he scores, right? Or he's involved in the play right away. Uh, I still think that should have been Huberto's goal. I, I still, yeah. I mean, it's close. The my my biggest problem, and and I know why it happened. You know, he's trying to make an impact and and play Sutter style hockey. I get it, um, but I mean, a, a, a penalty in each game that he's played two hundred feet away from our own net. That's that's not good. He's he has three bad penalties already. And like bad ones. And like I could forgive it if it was one, but like I like Richie is I mean, he's got more offensive upside, I think, than his brother. Mm-hmm. He's also like a million and a half more, I think. Sounds about right, yeah. Cause I think he's two point five. And like I have no pro like honestly, I have no problem with the trade because Exactly. It's it's the, until the end of the year. Like yeah. we didn't give up draft picks. Um, and on I, I've actually been impressed with Stetcher. Yeah, I was going to say I'm actually kind of excited about about acquiring Stetcher. Um, obviously he's going to be more money than Mackey. Um, but Mackey wasn't going to resign. Yeah, probably not unless he was given a chance. Which I mean, he he kind of fucked over his own chances this year by being bad. Yeah, just yep. <laughs> piss poor defensive play, yeah. which is a bad sign for a defenseman. Um, so yeah, Tro- Troy's been Troy's been quite good. He's taken a couple penalties as well, um, but I think a little bit of that is just getting used to his line mates and and the flow of the team. And covering for Zadorov. Yeah, yeah, he's he's put himself out of position quite a bit in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, trying um, too much. Trying too hard. Yeah. I've I've only noticed one bad turnover from Stetcher. Um mm. and I don't and and that's in, in two games, right? Like that's not a huge deal to me. Right. Um, especially when you have guys like Hannafin making like twenty in one game. And uh honestly, like most of our D has been kind of not great the last couple of games, even though we've we've won them and you know haven't been scored on a whole bunch or anything like that. Uh, I think Jacob Markstrom being absolutely lights out has kind of uh, covered up uh, the defense being actually quite piss poor the last couple of games. Yeah, I mean, I mean Dallas got four goals on us, but yeah, which is which is more than they should have, but um. I, I certainly don't put that in Markstrom. Who who would have thought that having a pregnant wife would make you play a certain way? And then when you finally have a child, apparently he decided he can now relax and, and play his game. Because it's been ever since the birth of his child that his game is, has changed pretty drastically. Total speculation. Complete just thought that I had that, that nobody's ever... I haven't even seen online or anything, but I wonder if there was like complications with the pregnancy that, that they didn't know about. And that's, or sorry, that, that, that the public doesn't know about or whatever. And that 
could have been what was stressing him out. And then once the the um, baby came healthy, he was like, ah. "That could be." I mean, maybe but again, that's totally just like a, a random thought I had. I, yeah, but I mean, I mean that that is that is possible. But I mean, it would have to be quite early on in in the pregnancy because he's. I mean, let's face it; he was he's been pretty much dog shit since the beginning of the season. Yeah, absolutely. So, <clears throat> maybe he, he has been. Maybe, uh, yeah, up until you know the last few games. Um, no. maybe, maybe it's something a little more like, like having a pregnant wife that has certain food cravings at you know one in the morning, where he's got to hop up and go to Seven Eleven and get a jar of pickles or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 I know when when my daughter was uh, on her way, I, man alive, you know, Slurpees at at midnight you know i was just like yes yes i know i'll be right back right yeah yeah <laughs> you, you just don't even argue you just go and do it yeah um, exactly so i don't know i mean I, that's his first right or their first i mean shut up no uh child oh child yes yes, yes yes yeah so i mean who knows right maybe he just didn't know what to expect and maybe who knows who knows it, it goal goaltending is a complete mental game so and when you're off your your mental game, it affects it affects everything, right? Yeah, yeah. Couldn't agree more. But but, but we should talk about his game because even though, um, you know, Minnesota beat us three nothing, and and we beat Dallas, uh, five four. I I think he's like, he's making the saves he needs to. Yeah, for the first time, like. Obviously, the the one nothing shootout victory like that was just next level uh, goaltending, yeah. but by both guys, honestly. But uh, even though he's been scored on a little bit in the the previous couple games, I still thought that he was really good. Like, mm-hmm. well, yeah, as yeah, good as a... good as you can be, letting four goals in, right. Well, absolutely. I mean, even look at him uh, against Toronto last Thursday. Um, you know, uh, nine forty-one save percentage. Yeah, like exactly. Can't ask for much more. That's that's yeah. giving your your team a chance to win. You know, against Minnesota on Saturday it was nine oh nine, but you know, still way higher than what his season has been. That's for sure. Oh, every yeah, yeah, and. Uh... Now, ever since he came in for Boston, uh, I, I totally just pressed the wrong button. Ever since he came in for Vladar in Boston, after Vladar let in those two goals on three shots mm. uh, in the first period, I thought that uh, he's been just, just far and away better than he has the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, exactly, and and oddly enough, you know the the worst game as far as save percentage and and uh, uh, goals against average was against Dallas, and that was our first win. Which yeah. I mean, we were well on our way to another overtime, which you know, as a Flames fan, is terrifying. Yeah, um, you know. But that being said, I mean, look look what we did in 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 Minnesota. Then you know, the next night. The fact that they were able to battle that hard, that game was actually really exciting for me. Um, 
I it was I, for me too. Yeah, no goals, but you know, I I thought it was a really high paced game. You know, a lot of good action uh, on on both sides. It was it was an exciting game to watch. It was fun. It really was, and I mean, coming off the high of of winning the game with six and a half seconds to go, mm-hmm. just the the night before how exciting that plane ride must have been and like yeah. Dallas to Minnesota like Minnesota is basically Canada and Dallas is in Texas right mm-hmm. it's not a quick flight and it's you know back to back games yeah thir- 1300 um, kilometers right that's that's a long trip it's a yes. two, two and a half hour flight so they were still riding that i think they were still riding that high from that game mm-hmm. But I mean, heroics. But I also think, given how, given the outcome, the fact that they were able to battle through the adversity and, you know, get out of overtime and and the way that they they won it in the shootout. I mean, if if they can't pull both those those wins into, you know, riding you know more high coming you know, coming coming up, then I think it's the true test, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a, yeah. It's a big did, game. You know, did you uh, catch the offside? I did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I did too. Like like long before the goal went in, I was like, "This is yeah. insane." I think the words that came out of my mouth while I was watching the, the games like that is insanely offside. Yeah. And uh, you know, ever ever since they made the change where you're allowed to back in to the zone, I always forget puck, that. Right? And um, I feel like if I had remembered that, I probably wouldn't have said that's insanely offside. Right. But like yeah. it, that looks so offside. And yeah. in the spirit of the offside rule, that is offside. And but I mean, I'll tell you what: the fact that we were able to get a call go our way um, from from Toronto, yeah, in in that situation, I it I'm surprised to be honest with you. I mean. It was absolutely offside because the puck was not on a stick when he crossed the line, right? That's yeah. that's the rule. Yeah. But but the fact that, you know, obviously they they reviewed it immediately, which is great. Um, and it went our way. I'm just I don't I was blown away by that more than anything. Yeah. Even even though it was offside, you were still surprised that it uh mm-hmm that it got called that way and yeah, that it yeah. was, it wasn't a coach's challenge. It was, it was, a, you know, they reviewed it from Toronto. Yeah. Themselves. Yeah. And, and Rick, Rick Ball was saying that they always review those. I've never seen it. I, it's very rare that you see uh, the war room as they call it, uh, do any, any sort of reviews like that in, in my opinion. Yeah. I, I mean, if it's i've seen a couple of like of reviews that that weren't coaches challenges but it it doesn't happen it's not like every time it's not even it's like i don't know not even 10 percent of the time Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but maybe they just do behind the scenes and they like do it really quickly and and then just get on with the game or whatever but i i don't know yeah that could very well be Rick I, would know better than I know. That's true. Kelly wouldn't, but Rick would. Well, Kelly doesn't even know where his second <laughs> bottle of whiskey is. Yeah, he it's does. probably a bad, bad taste joke, but whatever. Yeah, why not? 
going to get us kicked off YouTube. So everybody keeps talking about how we've got this super easy schedule coming up to to end out the season. I I'm I don't see that. <laughs> I I really don't. I'm really looking forward to this Ottawa game. It's going to be hard. You know, it yeah. really is. Like they're they're taking out teams that I don't think they have any business winning against, but Well, they lost 5 nothing last night to Chicago, right? To Chicago, so they're pissed. Yeah. But at least there's there's a few days in between before that happens, so that's good. Um, mm-hmm. you know, but even like playing playing Anaheim, you know, yes, we absolutely should win that game, but we absolutely need to win that game. You know, these those are the matchups that that scare me, right? When you have somebody like like Zgrass that seems to be a you know a nightly high highlight reel uh package. Yeah. Right? With some of his with some of his goals, um, he he hasn't really he hasn't really done much of that against us. No, yet. right yet, right? Yeah. So I mean, we you know to to end off the the rest of March, we play Anaheim twice, we play L.A. Kings twice, we play Vegas twice, play Ottawa, we play Dallas. That's not an easy schedule. No, that really isn't right. You know, we've had we've had our issues with with. Anaheim over the years, thankfully that you know, and it came to an end. You know, thank yeah. thankfully they went through a rebuild. I think is what helped us. Yeah, um, that's that's that is it. <laughs> you know, and we you know we're going up against Arizona next week. Like these are they're all winnable games, but they still have to win them. Like I I could be incorrect, but like didn't Arizona go up three nothing on us the other night? Yeah, like. Scoring five unanswered goals isn't going to happen every game. Nope. And I, I, like, do I think the Flames have it in them to win the next three games? Absolutely, I do. Mm-hmm. Um, but do I think that they're probably not going to because of the way they play down to their opponents? I, I think that they're going to let at least two points out of these three games they should win slip. Just by being, just by playing down to their opponents, yeah. And I don't even think they're. I don't even think Ottawa would be playing down because I think Ottawa is a much better team than people give them credit for. Um, oh, absolutely. Them not having Talbot in theory should help because he's out. I think for the rest of the season, or at least for most of it now. Um, but like Mad Sogard beat us last, or did he beat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they beat us last time. Yeah, they're they're not an easy out for us, right? They no. and they haven't been for a few years. They're they're only three points behind us as far as um you know total total points, right? Yeah. So and if you think about it, the the teams that they have to face more often are harder to beat than the teams that we have to face more. They have right. to play Toronto and and even Florida and yeah, Tampa and Tampa Ra- Rangers and, and Boston. Exactly. Like they're 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 in a much harder situation than we are, and they have three more wins. Mm-hmm. So so no, they're I mean they're by no means and an easy game for us. Yeah. Um but do you think that, that the flames make the playoffs? Yeah. 
Yes. <laughs> yes, I do. You okay. <laughs> I, I I think I think they're going to knock Winnipeg out. Yeah. Winnipeg just lost too, but uh, I mean, there's only so long Hellebuck is going to be not himself for, and I just can't understand how. Like they have so many high-powered offensive players. I was surprised they didn't do much at the deadline, but they have so many high-powered offensive players, you know, Ehlers and Connor and Shifley and even Wheeler sometimes. And mm-hmm. and I just, how can they all be dry at the same time? Yeah, well, that's that's very true. Um, but even if you look at their 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 schedule coming up. I mean, it, it's not easy either, right? You know, they've got Panthers, Lightning, Hurricanes, Bruins, Predators, Blues, Coyotes, Ducks, Kings, Sharks. Okay, well, then it starts to drop off, right? Red Wings, yeah. Jersey, us. That's going to be a pivotal game on April 5th, right? We're, we're going into Winnipeg, so. Yeah. Could be, but you know, the other thing is, is by then it could be a whole other team we're chasing. You know, we could be, we could be chasing the predators by then, you know, we could, we could be back to chasing the golden Knights or, or the, uh, uh, the Kings or, or the Kraken, you know, it's not, it's not that, um, Colorado is the more likely one to drop out of there. Um, yeah, um, because they're they're only one point ahead of Winnipeg right now, but they do have three games in hand. Yeah, they've had lots of games in hand for the last little bit. Mm-hmm. And that's how they finish off the season with the Jets and Avalanche. I mean that that could be pivotal, right? Yeah, and you know goddamn mean, well that's going that's going to overtime. <laughs> Just yeah. out of spite. <laughs> I guess the the Kraken are. Five points, or no, sorry, nine points up on us. So that would be a tough one to make up. But yeah, I think really the only team we have a chance of catching is either Winnipeg or Colorado. But I don't, I don't see it being Colorado with those games in hand. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, the the only way the Flames are gonna are are gonna make the playoffs is if they win their next three games against Anaheim, Ottawa, and Arizona. Yeah, and in convincing fashion. Where they can build that, that, that feeling of winning again against you know lesser opponents, like they have to win those games. They're they well, against are, any must opponents. wins. Like yeah. like they they need to win against any opponent. True. Um. But yeah, they they need to gain the confidence of like like you said like winning. What was the word you said? Sorry. When winning against lesser teams, yeah, 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 like you have to, you have to in convincing fashion. I think is what you said. Yeah. Um. So, like, you gotta win, you know, two or three goals against Anaheim and you know Arizona too, probably. Like, you you've got to like get your offense going. You you got to keep your your uh, goaltending going. Your defense has to stop Noah Hannafinning all over the fucking ice. That's right. And, uh, and you know when you've got the Ducks twice, you got Arizona, you got San Jose and Vancouver. 
those are games that you have to roll over the lesser team. You have you to. do. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then try your luck against, you know, the Vegas two times and LA Kings two times and Dallas, right? Those are those are also yeah. well, you know, they're winnable games. Um unfortunately one of those games next week is in Vegas. And you know, we sure have an issue winning in that building. We got the point. <laughs> you get a point. <laughs> Fucking loser point. Yeah. Stupid, stupid system. That loser point is what's keeping our playoff hopes alive, baby. Y- yeah, which seems <laughs> I know. Dumb. I, agree. I mean, am I happy about it? Yes. Yeah, we'll take but, it. But, but it's it's a stupid system where 13 losses count as points. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Yes. I, agreed. Re- rewarding losers has never been my my uh, strong suit, we'll say. It's not something <laughs> yeah. I believe in at all. You did well. You played yeah. you played your hardest. Here's a point. 13 less points. Like if, if we had no loser points, we would be at what 50 that yeah, we'd be like 28th or something like that. Yep. 13, 13 less points, we would yeah, we would be at 58 points. We would be 27th, maybe. We, yeah, we'd be it. we'd be between St. Louis and Vancouver in the West. Yeah. Like oh maybe maybe uh in the off season we should have a have a show and talk about the systems that we would like to see like the point systems for the league that we would like to see because mm-hmm. this is uh honestly pretty stupid yeah we <laughs> we we would be uh 26th in the league without yeah. those loser points though so, i mean look at philadelphia they they would actually they have 11 um loser points so i mean yeah it, it would without you, you can't just say without ours right you got to say without everybody else's so because yeah, detroit be, has nine right and yeah. yeah detroit has nine san jose has 12 dallas has 13 right yeah so, oh I mean, does dallas have as many as we do yeah oh they do too wow well I it's think, been an uh, exciting week. It's been a pretty uh pretty fun last couple games, even even with the lack of scoring against uh, Minnesota. Um Tyler Toffoli's heroics and, and Jacob Markstrom's uh resurgence has really uh, sparked the fan base and uh yeah. given us some positive things to talk about, which hasn't uh Happened a whole bunch this season. And I, I absolutely love the decision the team made um, after DeFoley scored the uh, shootout winner that the whole team went over to Markstrom and didn't go over to Tyler to celebrate his goal. Yeah. I think that was absolutely the, the right decision. I I, I wanted I, – I don't give D- Daryl a lot of credit this year because I think he's fucked up too many times this year. But – their decision to tell Markstrom even before he started playing well again that 
this is yours now and we're we're done you know giving vladar too many more chances this is this is your ball run with it mm-hmm. um yeah. and he's he's done it yeah no he's answered uh, he's answered the call for sure and he needed he needed those two wins like he needed those two points in dallas like just as much as the team did right he he has like we look at the Minnesota, the Minnesota game where Calgary didn't score one, um, the Toronto game where Calgary scored one, and the Boston game where they, um, did they score at all after Markstrom came in? I forget, but he, yeah, he yeah. wasn't getting any run support after he started playing really well, and he needed those wins. Because wins wins help confidence too. Yeah, it's yeah, especially to be able to pull out the you know the the nothing nothing after um after sixty five minutes. That's that's huge for his mentality. Yeah, you know it really is. It really is after sixty five minutes. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's those those are the types of things that are going to get you over the hump when you're when your goaltender can can come in and 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 play like that right agreed i just before we sign off i just want to point out one thing that's been bothering me and i know i've said it in the group chat lots but i'm gonna say it here like we all know i'm not a huge nazim kadri fan but this Kadri and Huberto thing, it doesn't fucking work nope. at all. Kadri wants to carry the puck. Huberto wants to carry the puck. Huberto should carry the puck. Mm-hmm. Huberto uses his line mates. Kadri doesn't. What we need is a center playing with Huberto that lets him carry the puck up the ice and can get to soft spots. Well, that's right. Yeah. When when we first acquired Kadri, I was excited because we had just lost uh, Matthew Kachuk, which meant that we just lost a, a net a, front presence, a very good net front presence. And so, of course, your immediate thought is that's what Kadri has done for most of his career been a pest in front of the net yeah but he has not done that at all for the flames no at all no like why in the fuck is he on the on the first power play over at the dot why is he the guy carrying the puck over the line right like i i under like i understand sometimes but every time and there's always a line of three guys on the other team on the power play waiting for him to cross the line and then right. he just gets rocked. Well, that's right. And and I don't know how many times I've heard uh, Rick in, uh, in, in the play-by-play go, Oh, Kadri tried to get around a defender, but was unsuccessful. No, he didn't try to go around a defender. He tried to go through a defender. He always tries to go through a defender and is it never, ever, ever successful at it. People will remember the Truba thing because that is exactly it wasn't at the blue line but that's exactly what happened he tried to get 
through Truba. He put mm-hmm. the puck around Truba and then tried to get through Truba. And Truba's like, no. <laughs> he's, he's a much, much, he, he much does sturdier that frame, right? Every game. Mm-hmm. The Truba one was high profile because it caused the fucking kerfuffle and Dubé for some reason went to fight him. But like every single game, I feel like I feel like his teammates are tired of watching him try and skate through a brick wall. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I certainly am. I am too. Yeah, um, I... But he has chemistry, or at least he did with Dylan Dubé. And now I am hoping the Nick Ritchie on the second line thing is over. And I'd, I'd really like to see Lindholm and and uh Huberto together again, and I'd like to see Dubé and Kadri together again. Yep, I um, agree with that. So, so do we do Dubé, Kadri, and and Pelche then? See, it, I think if feel like do... that would be good because that's kind of like Manjupani, except better in my opinion. Yep, I agree. Um, because I, I, I do agree. I do want to see Huberto and and Lindholm again, and I think that. That naturally it would have to be Dipoli that plays with him. Yeah, you know you need that sniper, right? If you're going to have a guy like like Huberdeau setting up plays, it's got to be the sniper that that plays with it. Yeah, and I I honestly think that that it would bolster Lindholm's game a, a fair bit at this point because he needs some help. He's yeah. playing hard. He's trying his ass off, but. Yeah, I don't know what's going through his head. I think maybe. Uh... Him having a kid is having the opposite effect of could be of Markstrom. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe he's having the late nights with the uh, with the screaming yeah. child. Yeah, not everybody can have that gift of being able to sleep through anything like a bomb as as I do. Yeah, <laughs> I I think I'd like to see Lindholm, Huberto, and either Peltier or Toffoli. I'd be I'd be happy trying either of them. Mm-hmm. I know that the the Lindholm to Foley Huberdeau thing didn't work at the beginning of the year. Um, no, but I mean Huberdeau was very new to the system. Huberdeau was new to the system. Yeah, and to Foley didn't have his like like they've played together on the power play this whole time. Like they're used to yeah. each other now. That's right. Let's let's try it again and let's stop this. Just nonsensical cadre thing that that mm-hmm. ugh, it's just so frustrating to watch. I'm it is. Yeah, I've it used is. this word a couple times, but I am dreading the next six years of cadre if this is how he's going to play. I agree. It is hard to watch. Yeah, and it's it would be excusable if it was you know once or twice a week, but it's like four or five times a game. Yeah, and it's just. And I throw my hands up every time. Like, what, what, what were you thinking? Seriously. Yeah. What were you thinking? Like, you watch guys like Crosby get around guys doing that, but he's like going around. Yeah. You gotta, that's through. the key. That's the key is around, right? Yeah. 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 It makes no sense to me. He's yeah. not successful. He's, he's yet to be successful at it. And, and why? Daryl hasn't beat it out of him. Yeah. Not necessarily physically beat it out of him. So Why? That would be my preference. 
um, why he is still the the puck carrying option mm-hmm. is just so far beyond me. Yeah. It's so far beyond me. He is he's fine when he gets a nice pass and can make a shot or or corral a rebound or the mm-hmm. rare time he does stand in front of the net and screen the goalie. He's fine. He's he's good at certain things. Carrying the puck into the zone is not what he's good at, and he should no. not be doing it. Yeah, especially on the power play. I'd rather see Rasmus carry the puck than than him. I'd rather see Defoley carry the puck than him. I'd rather see fucking Nick Maloche carry the puck than him. Simmer <laughs> simmer down. <laughs> well, that's that's my point though. You know, like like all right, all right. <laughs> you know what? I feel like that is a super high note in which in which we should uh, go out on. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. Okay. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. It's been a it's been a blast. I'm really happy to be back at it. Uh, Dylan and I will be I'm happy you're back. I'm happy I'm back. Better than ever, baby. Cheers. How's that non alcoholic beverage? It's so fucking good. <laughs> so fucking good. Thanks I'd like in. to um, I'd like to just send a cheers out to Chris who has to watch this uh, this team be incredibly mediocre and can't even have a drink um, and it can't even drown my sorrows. No, <laughs> doesn't mean I can't have a gummy. No, that's fair. <laughs> All right, cheers everybody. <laughs> cheers everybody. Thanks for watching. <laughs>